0: Alright guys, before we start today's episode, just a quick reminder that we are now on Patreon. For as little as £3 a month, you can sign up and get access to the live show, episode 0, and a bonus episode now once every two weeks at least, which we're hoping to increase in frequency as more and more you sign up as and as we go on. Thank you so much to everybody who's signed up already. We're really blown away by the amount of people that have signed up to the Patreon so far, and it's really going to help us grow as a podcast in the coming months. Aside from the Patreon, we've got a couple of uh, announcements stand-up-wise. If you'd like to see any of us do stand-up, all three of us have shows on sale in March this year. For Stuart, that'll be at the Stand Comedy Club in Glasgow. For Steve, it will just be at the Leicester Comedy Festival. Details of which are in the description below if you'd like to see him, if you're anywhere around there. I will actually be doing a wee mini stand-up tour of the UK in March as well. If you'd like to see me, I will be in London Manchester Newcastle Aberdeen And Edinburgh Before rounding it off By playing the Kings Theatre In Glasgow On the 24th of March Details of which Again are all in the description below And we'll hopefully See you there Besides from that guys Enjoy today's episode Welcome to the Some Laugh Podcast
1: It could be like Oh that was some laugh Or there was just some, laughs. Was some well, laughs Well no <laughs> promising all laugh No <laughs> it's, it's, There's going to be some it's Some laugh
0: Do you moved to, to Glasgow, Josie. You you've been here for two years now. Yeah. And uh, how, how have you found it?
2: Um, I really love it. It's it, like I feel genuinely embarrassed that for 10 years I wanted to move up and now I live there and I'm still really just like, people are talking to me on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> and like, even so, this is how pathetic it is for me and how it hasn't, I haven't got over it. Today, when we we like drove through the south side and it was gloomy and rainy, and I was just looking out like, so beautiful in this one. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, I just love it. It's good. It looked
1: lovely last week with the frost and all that. It looked oh, very, God. like, magical. And I went now, down to
2: Costco and it was such a beautiful experience. <laughs> 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 I have never
1: heard anyone say that before. <laughs>
2: it's
1: <a> very romanticized <laughs> version mm. of. So,
0: so, Scotland. what made you want to move to Glasgow? Like, what was it you liked about it?
2: Um, oh, God, it was a bunch of stuff. It was like about. So I, I have friends that I make films with. Or I say that it's so hilarious. I've now lived it two years and we've made one fucking two minute <laughs> sketch since I've lived it. But um that's because we keep having kids. Like I have a kid, then I come out of maternity, then he has a kid. <laughs> and then he comes out and I have a kid. And it's like, oh it's not bother. But um yeah, I've been I've been making films with my friend for about sort of eleven, twelve years. Mm-hmm. And we um I just sort of used to come up and we always wanted to do, make them in Glasgow. So there was that, there's the fact that like when I was growing up, I just really loved like Glaswegian music and like art and or just the culture of it. And then, Oh, there's a few other things. I went out with someone who was from Glasgow and he kind of hated me, so it wasn't (laughs) great. But we would like go through to Glasgow a lot and I'd be like, the company is terrible, the buildings, you know. (laughs) But like, um, we had, yeah, I really, really loved the city then. I've been wanting to move a long time. And then uh, as well as that, like my friends who set up this label, my friend Johnny, I used to come through to come through. That's not even how you say it. This is so embarrassing. No, that's fine. No, I used to come up and then go through to Fife You would say that. Yeah, through.
0: Through. you, know? I Fruit. Like, Fruit. you. actually see whenever we like, you talk to a London-based comic, and they go, "Are you are you going up to Edinburgh?" And we're like, "No, we are going through through
1: Edinburgh. We're going through, through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Just going down and the road.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I used to do some Fife Basically, I was really in love with it and a big nerd for it. And then, especially thinking about like the politics of Glasgow and the fact that it's got this like incredible history of like people standing with one another trying to change things, and like now I'm here, I just fucking love it so much. <laughs> and I see the pizza crunch in the chip shop, and I, shed it <laughs> do you know what I mean, like everything about it. And do you know what else I was thinking about is like all the slang words that people don't realise they know they're using, and I'm like. I love, I love you. <laughs> I, love, I love hearing it. I love it. I love. I love everyone saying thank you to the bus driver. People don't do that in Glasgow. You know, I, 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 mean, no, I thought that would be a, a British
1: thing. No, no. that's a. We say in a Scottish, you say sarcastically. <laughs> Aye, like, oh, cheers,
3: mate. Cheers. <laughs> you see all those shite like very British tweets or whatever. It's like, oh, we we'll always say
1: thank you to the bus driver, but turns nah, out it's just Glasgow. Nah. That's or is that Scottish or Glasgow? <laughs> I don't know.
2: I'm I'd a, this I'm is, where, this anyway. is where we refer fair. Maybe just Regions.
1: <laughs> we refer
0: to just on this one. Is this a Glasgow thing yeah, or is this right,
2: going because <laughs> I
0: reckon if you're in
3: Newcastle, they're saying thank you.
2: To be fair, I bet it's like, if it's good to gig, people say thank you. In London, people <laughs> wish they could say thank you, but it's been beaten out of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in Kent, people don't even... Yeah. They don't want to thank <laughs> them. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like, life shit, why should I thank <laughs> you? I always but, thought Kent would be posh. I don't think I've ever been to Kent, is it? It's, right... Kent, to me, I could answer this in the most tedious socialist way in the world, where I'd be like, (laughs) Kent is the true, uh, like, victory of Thatcherism, right? Right. But that's very boring. Like, uh, (laughs) basically, it's a really, really unequal place where, like, rich people... Sequester themselves away, yeah. and the way they like, "Fuck off!" If you've got nothing else, yeah. But also, it's got some lovely seaside villages. <laughs> <laughs> you can balance it out. It's an interesting place. say so I mean. you want a
0: bit factual, but she'll love the beach.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she get up at six in the morning, three hours sleep, get in the water. <laughs> so
0: show. the Mr. Whippet, <laughs> <laughs> but that's great. And because um, obviously, so you mentioned obviously the like Glasgow's kind of history, like in like, social socialist history and stuff like that. And obviously, you mentioned making films, and you yeah. actually made a film. Go see November, which is based in Glasgow
2: slash Clydebank basically yeah, yeah. which is where
0: me and Steve are from oh my yeah.
2: God. I love it so much that you guys are from Clydebank and also yeah. it's so funny because it's one of the few areas in Scotland that I like know really well I'm <laughs> like
4: oh yeah yeah well
1: yeah. of course yeah it was up amazing because very- I never got to f- watch the full thing I was sitting here before I started watching it this morning do a bit of research yes. for the guests coming <laughs> on the, the hard, podcast hard one research yeah. <laughs> but I woke up late because I'm hungover I but sure. I'm sorry <laughs> I'm so happy you. but like, I was really enjoying it and I had to rush out the house, um but yeah, it was just amazing seeing bits of Clyde Bank, like the shot you're like on the bench and solidarity behind and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I've been at that train station, <laughs> <And> that's the <laughs> library and all that. Right. Stuff.
0: Well, that was like, is the like used like Clyde Bank libraries, like the, cause you because your character in it is a librarian in Clyde yeah. Bank Library, and he's got they got like they gave you running the place and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they did,
2: and it was always like shot at night, which is so fun because right. like oh yeah, everyone has to be out here shooting at like. 10pm in the library <laughs> <laughs> So exciting But it's great And that was the only location That we actually Like got full permission for Aye. And then everything else Was just like Cobbled together
0: Because you were saying Because obviously because There's a scene in the shopping mall uh, In Clydebank And you were saying You he's, like, he's get chased out there basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it.
2: my friend was like uh, My friend Doug the director Was like Look what we're going to do Is I'm just going to Keep the camera low We're going to walk through And we're just going to Get some good footage Of you sort of Angling about Guerrilla filming And then we got in <laughs> And straight away Someone was like what? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's probably
0: because of the dodgy business practices in our show. So. Yeah,
2: they thought we were undercover for <laughs> <laughs> panorama or something. I must be
3: the only one here that's not been chased out of Claybank Shopping.
2: I'd take that we... off the bucket list. <laughs> it's a beautiful experience. Mm-hmm. We went through, like, we were filming in, you know, the old co op where they've got that beautiful Aye, scene. I sure, and yeah. And yeah. So there's like all these bits of Clyde Bank that I'm just like super fond of and reminiscing because yeah. um, yeah,
1: that's no. always been used in like Tune Fat, fat you still always filming, filming. the thing shop. about
0: that co-op and bought my Clyde Bank no, is it's like there's no other shop that looks like that yeah. so I don't yeah. know why they film in there because it's like what shop is this yeah. <laughs> you've not been to that Such a bizarre place?
2: so <laughs> much space in that shop yeah, yeah like there's like too much
1: just, space yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> just sort of like okay there's four jumpers and now I'm going to walk 25 yeah. meters <laughs> And, and there's then
1: there's some suitcase. fridges and stuff mm. Like Because I, I worked in the co-op uh, Climbank co-op But not that one no. so, But that was like the head office So we always went there for training And stuff like that
0: The head office
3: Yeah. Are you thinking yeah. one
1: day I'll get there One day I'll get to this co-op and... <laughs> Steve, Steve's dad used to have a, a business In the shopping mall didn't he Yeah he had a stall one What did the, he do? He sold mantelpieces
2: Wow <laughs> 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 Who knew, That's a harsh thing though Because once you bought a mantelpiece You're not coming back for more Yeah <laughs> Not it, a lot of it, repeat customs It <laughs> shut down
1: pretty fast He <laughs> 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 had it for like a year or two but uh, yeah oh, I had that. did a, you just have like a, a
3: mantelpiece in every room in
1: your house <laughs> you? yeah we, we, <laughs> we were the main customers for my dad's business <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah it's like that it's like you buy one mantelpiece in your life probably and it's did See we... buy two mantelpieces in your life.
4: Underwear. was to be back because <laughs> <laughs> I used to go
1: in and help him or whatever on a Saturday, and I've, we've already spoke about this on the podcast before. But it was a guy who sold like dodgy football tops across from the oh, ac- yes. across from the stall that he had, and I be like oh I want to get the Bordeaux top for my Christmas and stuff like that and it'd be like just a mad knockoff. <laughs> he stole it from some van or whatever <laughs> <laughs> I probably shouldn't dox uh, Raymond but that uh, out Jennings is he
2: still going strong? I think he might be I think thing. it might be, yeah. That's the thing, you can buy a hundred of them in your life. Exactly, you know, yeah,
3: right? you're gonna buy a football top every season. World Cup just finished as
0: well. Yeah. That's not boosted mantle. It was always so. like last <laughs>
1: season's football top though. So you couldn't
0: <laughs> get like the the up and coming ones, but yeah. So there's a couple. I think. So you got in the Yoker ferry and this. Yes. Uh...
2: The guy who drives it is so sound. Right. <laughs> we were like, "Please, can we do this?" And he was just fucking like doing donuts in the water. <laughs> like, do you know my my boyfriend? He did a um, music video there. That's really good. It's so funny. It's called the Johnny and the Baptist Detective Agency. And um they went to same same guy probably. Right. And then um, same place. And my my pal Austin, who's like a tour guide and very good at like, he's a very charming man. And the guy was just straight away, like, before he'd even finished, like, of course you can film. Of course you can film. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like maybe once every five years that guy just has his day.
0: Yeah. Like, I know. I mean, it's like a I, unique thing. Because I'd never I've been, I've on it. been on it. I you know, i i would I'd not been on it until a couple of years ago. And then uh, basically I was getting my car repaired at Yoker and my mate lives in Renfrew. So I thought, I'll just get the ferry over while yeah. I'm waiting in my car. And I got it. And I, in my head, I'd always sort of... I knew it was just a tiny crossing. Yeah, it's like two minutes. I expected yeah. it to be like something grander. Well, uh, when it's called a ferry,
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just
0: a wee boat basically, but it's it's really cool. And you're just gonna like, like, yeah. I didn't even
1: it's know like York
3: be... was by the sea. No,
1: no, all I know on about it is quite Lemmy Quite. Yeah. Yeah. All I know. So in the river, Clyde. Oh are you have got any business mm. being in York, still Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny about
2: it as well is that, like, if you're trying to film on it. It takes so long to set up, or whatever. So you literally have four seconds.
4: You know, like, <laughs> right, don't put this
2: up, otherwise you have to go all the way back. Go all the way up,
0: I think the only way you can make the journey long enough is if he was doing donuts. <laughs> oh, to be
2: fair, that must be why he did it. He was he was dead sound because he did like let us do that. Yeah, and <laughs> also he kept giving you options beat, in the editors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I probably wanted to like show off his driving, because so he gets such a good route.
0: You know? so, what's the scene here? Are we can chase by the police. What's your <laughs> own... <laughs>
2: nah, I
1: just go across. Uh, my <laughs> no. my auntie lives right beside it, and they always go to like the wee pub just across oh, yeah. the road the the ferry inn, which
2: the ferry again, inn. Yeah. Yeah. we filmed outside that and then we pretended the was, it the d- was, was it
0: the doublet i seen that in the credits the doublet but there's a doublet in Clyde Bank and then there's a doublet across no, the stand no it's a doublet in town ah, in the West End the, yeah,
2: yeah. the doublet was where we pretended was on the Isle of Egg there wasn't even a pub on <laughs> Egg but because <mine. laughs> you wrote that film as well yeah, I did and so what made you kind of base it in Clydebank Bank and
0: stuff like that like what was the well
2: it's, it was partly because like the director um, Doug and the other main actor Darren are from Clydebank and we wanted to like talk about the history of it and partly because like I'm such a nerd for the history of it like I love it so much in like a pathetic way like I was was saying to Mark that like I was like sat outside the big Asda's in Tory Glen waiting for the bus (laughs) and my daughter was being really like my baby was being sort of really wriggly. She didn't want to chill out. And this old boy like sat down next to me and I was like, this guy wants to chat and I don't want to chat. <laughs> and then he starts chatting. He's so dull. And I was like, great. <laughs> I'm going to have a long chat with this dull old boy. He's like telling me how to live my life. And then he sort of goes, turns to me and he goes, my grandfather was a red Clyde cider. You won't know what that is. And I was literally like, please tell me everything. Tell me everything. <laughs> and then we chatted the whole fucking bus. Chat, and was like, oh. and, but like, I love all that. So like we wanted to kind of talk about that and, and get that as like the underpinning of it. But also it's because, you know, being from there, Doug knew loads of people could get us locations. We could use his mum's house as a unit base. (laughs) And she was super sound about it. Um, But as well as that, um, I don't know, like, yeah, like I say, it was like the first place in Glasgow that I really got to know and really got to love. And I do really love it. I think it's a brilliant place. Um, Especially now, I still haven't taken my daughter to the good swimming pool that has flumes. Mm. It's like my whole life is like working. Well, has that been knocked
0: down? Because yeah, well, it was the playdrome oh. that used to be there. playdrome has been knocked that's been, down. That's a way. But they've got a new no, no, one. No, there's a
2: new one that's got. F- I, I don't know if it's flumes. got. I've not
0: actually been in. The oh, new has it got flumes? Because there's flumes. the.
2: Maybe it's just got a wave pool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah,
0: because the, the playdrome drum
1: yeah. in Clydebank used to have a wave pool. I had
0: two, and flumes.
1: It had two flumes. I've been in the playdrome as an adult. It's Have cast, you? Yeah. <laughs> oh hung, yeah, hung you, over, about twenty-seven years old. Did you not say you? You and your pal used to try and visit many shite. We went through a season when me and
3: Ben were just like out of uni, but we were just bumming around, nothing to do. We used to go and swim in away days. <laughs> so We'd we like Perth away
0: because it's got an outside bit. It's a good film. That sounds amazing. Just I was Just, love just that. two guys enjoying each other's company, going for a swim. <laughs> you know. Did you ever go to the waterfront in Greenock? that's no. got an outside that a, they, not. No, but they had a shoot the shoot went outside the swimming pool so you see yeah. it was like, outside and then go
3: back in is it Guru's that's got the actual outside
2: yeah, yeah I've always tell you what it we out. went to the late night swim there in the summer and it was all people so I'm 40 it was all people older than me behaving like they were 12 fucking years <laughs> old <on. laughs> <laughs> we were playing like dance hits from the 90s and we were like doing cannonballs in yeah. and like <laughs> chatting to boys <laughs> and <like>, shit <laughs> everyone no one was swimming everyone was in a little group treading water it was amazing <laughs> it was like, because that's
1: where it was the play drum had the Aqua Disco, the aqua disco <laughs> back in the day, so Friday, Saturday Friday night I think. Yeah. You we were like what underage, underage was like Yeah, it's probably like 12, 13, 14 sort of thing. I but it was just like a disco we and a swimming bath, Did you? Yeah, Beacon
3: Leisure Center from Island. <laughs> chat out. Was it called the Aqua Disco? It's called the, the Pool Disco that's not as Different good as aqua disco yeah. aqua is more romantic <laughs> <laughs> french for water
0: <laughs> but so
2: do you feel like as a culture we've lost all these beautiful things
0: Are we but yeah. like because I think like because I was saying to you Josie in the couple it's like, like when you grow up here you just like, you know about the shipyards and the fucking zone factory I and literally you...
2: meant leisure centres All oh, right, you mean
0: <laughs> all right? I, I, well, we are losing that as well we? <laughs> yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah I,
2: no but you're so right that as well, like, have you ever you?
1: been to Govan Baths
2: no uh, have I been no but this is so I love to swim I love to chat about swimming I'm so fucking boring for it and I've <laughs> barely been to any swimming pools in Glasgow because I, d- I don't shame. think
1: it's I think it's kind of abandoned now but you think you is can is that Govan
0: Hill baths you're talking about
1: oh yeah. Govan Hill they do they not have a whole thing about saving it yeah, yeah. I think Man. so but I'm sure my mum said that back when she was a wee girl they didn't have like a bathroom or anything so they had to go to like the local the public baths wow. to have a bath once a week and it was, like Govan Baths we went to wow it's weird because you just think that means just again water like it's just a swimming pool uh, but it's probably realize. people are actually having baths <laughs> yeah. in the swimming pool or maybe just the showers after I don't know
2: I don't know because I feel like yeah that's definitely it and you just think like I don't know whether people were swimming or I know that they used to be separate big Baths Yeah In some places So maybe you could like Take a you bath You could have
1: a bath After your swim
2: But maybe it was like If you If you've got money You can use a bath On your own <laughs> And if you haven't You've got to go in this Like toxic suit Yeah <laughs> just that and there.
0: Get the chlorine off you I don't know where I've seen this And I don't want really to bring it down too much But apparently back in the day In some places They would all need to Just go to the toilet Next to each other and there was no separation, mm. and people that was just the norm Was that back in like the seventeen hundreds or something. I'm it may have like been the, 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 yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I know but, uh, Apparently, so but like, was, uh,
2: this is probably quite dull as well. But I I was <laughs> interviewing people about from the museum of the home in um, in East London, mm-hmm. and they were talking about how like how they put in fresh water to London. And how late it was and how initially it was just to a little part of London to rich people. And you're like, hang on. Yeah. So like all these people living in like, you know, thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of people just had no access at all to water whatsoever. It's like if you wanted to go and wash, you had to like walk down to the fountain, get your little cup of water, take it. Like there just wasn't any. And it's sort of like, obviously on some level, you know that, but you don't think about it. Like like nothing, like no... Never even just a sip, yeah. Exactly, it's like the, the, the most
1: basic necessity, <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, like any time until about 50 years ago would have been unlivable <laughs> for yeah. Yeah. comforts today, basically. Like, and yeah. yeah,
2: if you look on the internet, everyone says it was brilliant. I know, it yeah. says it was brilliant. Yeah.
3: Yeah because I always got the sense even my grandparents were basically
1: dehydrated the whole time
3: <laughs>
1: hydration's pretty new isn't it
4: that's
3: like last 20
1: years especially with like alcoholism like <laughs> I think everyone's grandparents are alcoholics <laughs> just had to drink to get through it <laughs> mine are anyway um... mine are
4: dead well,
1: so,
0: <laughs> I, I, did, uh, I did watch the whole film by the way Josie uh, and uh, by the way it would highly recommend I absolutely loved it
1: Super November it's on Thank Amazon you. Prime I watched it it's
4: like a genre, genre- I
1: so I never got to, I uh, hear it's a genre mashup, is that right? <laughs> yeah, I
4: was like, I, I should talk about <laughs> He only knows about one of the genres. <laughs> I, I only
3: got to the rom-com element. <laughs> of you know, it. like, actual interviewers never admit to, having only seen <laughs> half No, movie. I love it! <laughs> Mark Kamode, like, well, I... I'm get, I got the gist of it. <laughs> <Yeah. Hey.
4: laughs> do you know, I have
2: to interview people who like written books. Me and my friend do a books podcast and he's really, really into science, meeting scientists, reading science books. And I now know I have ADHD, so it's not my fault. I can't <laughs> like so often it's just too dry for me. Even when they're beautifully yeah. funny, written, whatever, I can't read them. So then I have to go into interviews where I'm like, I haven't read this book. <laughs> <laughs> this book is about science just gonna have to seem like I like, get what's going on and I remember once we were interviewing someone who was talking about consciousness and I like started talking about trees and he was just really, really <laughs> gently like that's not consciousness <laughs> <laughs> if I'd read even one page of the fucking book I would know that <laughs> <laughs> I
4: have not read anything <laughs> read chapter
0: sorry. one is consciousness trees
4: yeah
0: yeah yeah <laughs> see, see when I was i done English at uni right and uh, like so I, basically a lot of my life was just mm-hmm. doing that I like, was reading the spark notes of the wikipedia yeah, and going oh. in and put like bullshit in your way the tutorial but there's this one time (laughs) uh, we we got we were meant to be reading uh, Pale Fire by Nabokov and so the day before the tutorial I was buying the book in the uni bookshop and my tutor was standing behind me Mm -hmm. in the queue (laughs) (laughs) and it was all set that book's all set in an American university and so the next day we came in we start talking about the themes and i'm like yeah i think the green symbolizes this and all this sort of shit and then he goes right guys because it's set in a university we're gonna have a, a pop quiz uh, which is basically a pop quiz is basically easy questions about a thing if you have read it <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like what is the name of the university they're saying what is the name of the guy that's the main character and i didn't know and then he's like mark how do you you've <laughs> been talking the about themes. these themes and that but you've no you don't know any about the, the characters and i was like I, you
2: know, no, I should read the book, yeah. You
4: know.
0: anyway, you get the yeah. He raging, Hard to I, I, I can't help but feel like he'd done that all on purpose just to fuck just me. Just because he both. saw yeah. you in the queue. i have seen
2: you and you've been like, right, I'm yeah. taking it down. hundred yeah. percent. I just read Lolita by Nabokov. And I, yeah, and I, I'd never... I tried to read it when I was younger and been like, I hate this book, it's gross. And then I read it and it's just like the most horrific horror story. It's fantastic, <laughs> but it's so awful and it's mm. deliberately so. And I think... But then you read on the front, there's like all these contemporary reviews because it's written in, I think, in the 50s. And um, in fact, I know in the 50s. And it it says like, oh, it is a book about love and a book about how to love. But when you... And it's like, it (laughs) fucking isn't. It's like (laughs) deliberately a horrific horror story about abuse. And I was just like... How the fuck did people at the time be like? Yes, this beautiful pedophile, but it's like <laughs> horrific. <laughs> anyway, but it's a really good book, and I, it was yeah. one of those things where I was like, oh, I just kind of not bothered reading a, a book off at all, and Aye. still haven't. Read. And the same with you. That's, I mean, I'm not, and no, I don't want to read Lily. I I'm started lying.
3: reading that, and then I didn't ever want to take it out on public transport because it looked like a creep. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know what? It must be different as well because, like, I like, I'm like, I'm straight, so I'm not even attracted to women, obviously it's not a woman it's it's but at the same time like me as a woman reading that book is a different vibe mm. to a man reading that book and yeah. it is yeah. I think you would still get the same sense of like horror but yeah you couldn't be like just reading my creepy
0: book well if this guy thinks it's okay
4: then but, you know, like,
0: it's
3: bad. you'd know need yeah, to put really... a post-it on the front it's like you know, retweets do not mean
4: <laughs> endorsements <laughs> endorsement.
2: I think the main character is actually bad <laughs>
3: under, like, just was like
0: tutting and pointing at the book as <laughs> I'm reading that's it. what
2: I was doing when I, when I was reading it I was literally reading it like this
0: <laughs> that was that tweet I seen and it was like oh, I showed my boss that I'm on board by like reading the Communist Manifesto and shaking my head <laughs> <laughs> so, so back to the, to the film um, so there's a couple of things what I ask you because uh, in it you drink Buckfast <laughs> did you really drink it and have you drank it outside of the recording what do you think of Buckfast Josie?
2: it's too much for me
0: that's I what we... the one thing about Glasgow you won't embrace is no, give, <laughs> give
2: it a go it's just fucking so when I was about 10-11 years ago um and my, my friend was like running festivals and uh, I was sort of in with a crowd who were like, such good drinkers, such <laughs> fucking good drinkers. And I'm just not. And I remember once we were like trying to drink these, this drink we made up called, because at the time I've been like nominated for the comedy <laughs> award, not trying to show off. But when you do, they give you a crate of fucking Bollinger champagne, which oh, yeah. is so good. Yeah, that's yeah. And then if you get nominated years on the trot, when they stop nominating you, you're like, where's my champagne? <laughs> <laughs> I miss it. Um, but we, so we had them and we were like trying to make Bolly Bombs, which was like Buckfast in a thing of, of oh, nice. the champagne. Nice. <laughs> uh, with, I think, Red Bull as well. Anyway, I had, I had a panic attack for six hours. It was awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, uh, caffeine yeah. and Buckfast. Uh, you don't need the me. extra uh, Red Bull. But... It was
2: disgusting. It was, but we were all in this, like, we were on the Island of Egg and we were in this, like, farm van. And then every time we do we like bash on the sides, like bali bomb, <laughs> and It's like PTSD, man. It's awful. But um, yeah, I don't do. That
0: much no, 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 I don't believe you. I, I was we, never a buck first, I, I drank it when I was younger, but I did think I'd done. I'd probably done some irreparable damage to my. So. <laughs> was it something
2: that when you were like thirteen years old, it'd be like this is what drinking is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's
0: like, it was, it was like you know, it's part of the. It was it part was of part culture. of the aesthetic, you yeah. know. It's like you had your trackie on and you bought
1: a wine and you went down the park and, and that's what you done.
0: So and when I
2: was a kid, it was white lightning. Sorry.
1: Sorry. Yeah, no. That I was just <laughs> gonna say. There's like a number on each bottle, which yeah. Oh, yeah. people said like, was it the higher the number the, the higher, better? I
0: think the lower the number the better. It was like closer to the highest quality, but it was all made up. It, it was, had a lot of myth around it. Yeah, it was, a lot yeah. Of it was like, oh, I've
1: got number one. And today, when people
0: go to the bottom of it this, is oh, I'm doing to the toenails because it's meant to be like they crush the grapes for the
4: feet, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> and then you get the toenails. That's
1: <laughs> that you were a white lightning person.
2: Yeah, so I was talking to my friend about this the other day. Basically, like where I'm from, when you're about eleven, for me it was like I must be. Where 12. are you from? So I'm from Kent. Uh-huh. I'm from Alpington. I'm actually that's from St. Mary Cray, but Alpington sounds nicer. <laughs> and I didn't realise that my whole life I've been saying like Alpington, and I should have been like. Some Mary
4: Craig. <laughs> but we they both sound nice to me, know. Oh yeah. They
2: sound nice. You don't need to you don't need to check them. But yeah, like where where I'm from, it's like you're like 11, 12. And for me it was like my older stepsister and she sat me down, she was like, This is what drinking is. You buy a white lightning, it tastes fucking vile. You drink two litres of it and that's drinking. And yeah. You have to do it. And you can have white lightning or you can have like ice white. But it basically has to be that horrific cider that comes in a.
1: That was that like the strong, eight percent or something yeah. mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah we frosty, frosty jacks. jacks. Was yeah, it you? Jacks. I was talking about this with you the other night. And yeah. You told me I
3: was drinking this shit for years, and you told me it's not even made from apples. No, There's that was onions. CMB was. <laughs> oh, like that. I was
0: like, I've been drinking fucking onion juice all this time. <laughs> <laughs> Merrydown, that was the other one. Do you remember yeah, that? What, meant what is
2: Merrydown? No. That's not made of onions as well. No,
0: I don't <laughs> know, It's, it's <laughs> that cheap, strong cider,
1: wasn't
2: it? God, imagine if the whole fucking lot was onions all this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it blew cider.
1: my mind when I found out that potatoes, like vodka, was yeah. uh, potato juice.
2: Oh my God. I've got my friend Connor. He's like such an inventive man and he's been making his own Applejack. And he made his and he so so what you do is you like leave outsider in the freezing cold. Right. So this last oh, week it yeah. was minus five. He left it out, but obviously it's so fucking cold. It's now like the most potent
1: thing. do you just scoop the the top? You take off. the
2: ice off, and then you've got like just
1: pure. Oh. Is that like scrumpy? Is that scrumpy? John?
2: No, scrumpy's just as it just cider. cider? Yeah, mm. I know that because I'm English. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've been to Cornwall and I had some scrumpy. Did you? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Where'd you go and home?
0: Well, I probably didn't have Because i probably got Like the non-alcoholic version uh, I don't really remember Just like Whatever the I was in a caravan It was like <laughs> was Shit the Caravan some field yeah.
2: some- Oh i tell you what I did do That made me feel Really like um, Really good about it I, right. We went and stayed In um, Craig Tara. Uh, Caravan park in Asia, and I was like, I'm living the life. <laughs> 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 they, they had, a, they got proper flumes, and they got, um, and I know Scottish people say shoots, but I can't say it. <laughs> they, got, they got this thing that's like a really scary slide going into different rapids, and taking my four year old on it, and her hating it, and me being like, <laughs> you'll, you'll enjoy the next one because <laughs> you can't leave <laughs> when you're on
4: the
0: trajectory. See, <laughs> like. so you talk t- about like drinking your young and stuff. But you started stand up really young as well,
2: didn't you, I you did say? Yeah, 14? yeah. Fourteen. Fourteen? Fourteen. Fourteen. yeah. Wow. How did you how did you Would you recommend that to other 14 year olds No, because do you know what's really (laughs) interesting about it? On one hand, I found this thing that I loved and I've always loved it and it I I know you will understand this feeling of like I have such a pure way of expressing myself that works whenever I want, that I can do that night, that I can change, get instant feedback, loved it. But at the same time like it meant that I was always kind of out of step with other people my own age because I've been doing it for so long. And there was just like me and then no one else my age. And then Russell Howard was 19. And what happened to him? But there was like about three of us who were anywhere near the same age. And at the time, this is like late nineties, it really felt like everyone else was 30 and talking about Star Wars. And I remember just being like, I don't care. This is an old film from a hundred years ago. And um, then, gradually like you'd meet more and more people as i got in my 20s i'd meet people sort of more less my own age but like by the time i'd hit my 30s i felt like i was in a completely different place to people who just started yeah and so like i've always been in this place where i felt like simultaneously like too long in the game and also really like too young yeah it's a weird vibe i don't know whether i'd if i could live my life again would i do it different i don't know but I also think I'm such an awkward person and I have such a like an odd relationship to kind of success. Like I love it, but I hate it at the same yeah. time. So I'm like, nice. No, I hate it. Yeah. And so <laughs> like it's been a weird vibe. So I don't know. It's interesting. What's good is by the time you hit about 23, 24, you've done so much performing. People sort of see you as very confident but even though I'm saying that a lot of people fucking hated me when I was <laughs> 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 like, I guess the other thing factor is are you weird because if you're weird people I don't know yeah I did start really young I wanted so, to tell you about my film because you know how know, we wrote yeah. it me and my me and my friend Doug we were like right i got three grand I'm going to use it to make this film we we sat down in February we were like we're sick of trying to make films we'd like put loads of time and energy into making the film didn't get made Uh, put loads of time and energy into pitching stuff and nothing was getting made. We're like, all we want is to make something as soon as we can to learn how to do it. And we want to make it as best we can and we have free grand. So in the February, we're like, right, we'll shoot the first half in June, we'll shoot the second half in November or October, I can't remember. And then in between the two, we'll we'll decide there was like a cataclysmic event, right? So it was going to be like a couple before and after a breakup. And then we were like, let's just put a fucking military coup in the middle. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so we did that and like, we, we wrote it around, but basically we had two shooting blocks and no money. So we kept, we managed to keep James Kirk, who's like the most incredible actor. He's so yeah, amazing. James James yeah, oh, he's nice. so good. Yeah. And like all my life... Since also, he do doesn't care film, about
3: acting. It's so annoying. No, it's He's yeah. so the annoying. most naturally amazing person, but he just wants to be a fucking carer. No, you're wasting it. He's, the, he's <laughs> the
2: most gifted... Or he's training to be a teacher. He's the most gifted performer in, in the yeah. world. But yeah. I spent the last six years since we did that film pitching shows. All the shows are like, James Kirk is the star. <laughs> and like basically not quite getting there to like get one over the line, but... But we um yes, we kept him. But we had loads of plans Like We had like um uh Sanjeev Kohli was in it and he was going to be like a big part in the second half I but know because uh, he's just he's, in a bet he's yeah. just playing football <laughs> you know, no, I I it for like one minute yeah. Yeah. Was like, there was a big plot about how he was getting his parents van and he was rescuing us and then there was a big standoff with police and all this shit and basically he got River City so he couldn't do it <laughs> and then so there was a girl who's played playing my best friend I think she maybe also got River City I think River City just fucked us up <laughs> and so she couldn't do it and so in the second half I just had to like, with their four
0: grand budget <laughs>
4: <laughs> fuck like. they, they had
2: catering for three meals a day and then so basically we had to like rewrite it but the the main problem the film is I didn't get to script edit hardly at all enough so like I wish I'd like spent years refining it but we didn't do that but we shot the first block and then I had to write the second block knowing the new limitations we had yeah. and even down to again, we we're going to have this scene where like we we're in the McDonald's car park and we had all these confrontations. And the night before Doug was like driving us back because I was staying with him and his partner. And he was like, "Sir, there's no way we're going to be filming in McDonald's tomorrow. And I'm like, "What? what the script's there. What are we doing? He's like, so we, we just have to write a new scene tonight. Aren't we? It was like midnight. And so I was like, <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> wait, uh, and so we, that's how we ended up like, this one army guy in this field. So it was a really interesting exercise in like creative limitations and like Mm -hmm. financial limitations. But also what's funny about it is we did the first block and me and Sean Bigstaff, who's the actor who played my boyfriend, were like, became really close friends, had loads of fun. And we were shooting a night shoot Mm -hmm. and I had to go down to London the next day because it was the Brexit vote. And I was like, I've got a fucking vote. Brexit because I love Brexit. No, I'm joking. i got to remember to vote against Brexit. So, like, I, I, he was like, Look, we'll just stay up all night, have a drink after the thing, step dr- drinking talk, and talking. You can sleep on the train home. The fucking, who can ever sleep on the fucking train <laughs> home? i like, hungover. Impossible. So, I was on this train, like, haunted. <laughs> the woman next to me was like, then these cunts came down the train who were like, everyone vote Brexit, vote. And I was like, oh.
4: And the woman next to me who'd been
2: having <laughs> lovely chats with me for two hours was like, great, I will. I can't. And oh, I was like, no, oh, no. and I had this like really hungover emotional reaction to her. And I was like, <laughs> don't forget my face because you are robbing my children. <laughs> <laughs> and you are robbing me. And then we, we, and then obviously we had like a bit of an altercation. Then there was just two and a half hours of the journey left when we <laughs> so then so the day before we finished that was the day that Brexit happened and then the day before we finished the second part was the day that Donald Trump got elected oh, so we were false. like we cannot make another film like, <laughs> look what we're Curls.
0: fucking doing such well, a jinx because like, I was sitting yeah, here, like, because it's actually a, it's quite prophetic because in, in the bit where the military coup happens and stuff like that all of a sudden there's a curfew yeah. and there's all this stuff happening and it's like it really was like it kind of really depicted lockdown in a way like even though it was obviously by the way spoilers that. the film Steve seems purely a romance <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like what is These what, what man <laughs>
1: (laughs) I was invested in the romance oh Oh my god I'm so Um, glad but (laughs) I I did know that it was like a genre mashup so I was like I wanted to see the dystopian element of it, but I just never got around to it. It was fun
2: with Clydebank Library. They were so generous, and they basically let us put up all these terrifying posters around Clydebank Library. They were like, "Do not leave your zone." <laughs> like Scotland, that was really. It was so precious. It was
0: a bit and it was like literally like I each zone, and it's like that was what it was like when it was like level three yeah, and level yeah. two and all yeah. that stuff. And I was like, yeah. "Fucking hell, this is is unreal." And what was so good about it as well is because it's like when it's like you and James scenes, and that, so there's this queue. Don't leave your house after dark, and all this stuff. And then you're just like, you know, coming out on Friday well, <laughs> still just which is kind of like the lockdown. is like you're going for this fucking mad thing, and then it's still just these we and our personal things that that yeah. really life just kind of carries on. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. that's what I
2: wanted to talk about in it is like this feeling that like you're always still going to be living your life no matter what else is going on. You're always going to have like small concerns. Like yeah. I was trying to write about how basically you'd be like being arrested, but you'd be thinking about the fact that you ate a plum and it was really flowery. <laughs> <laughs> like, Why that fucking plum? And now I'm not going to have another plum. It was so shit. And like, yeah. And um, Doug and me, during the pandemic, we'd just send each other screenshots and stuff like, yeah, what the fuck? Super November. We do that all the time. But it was, it was kind of tragic for us because we were developing it into a TV show and I was so proud of it. And I was really, really certain that it was doing all right. And then basically we had it in with channels in March twenty twenty. And then they were all like, No, we're not gonna make your fucking weird lockdown film show. <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna make your sad show of people getting stuck in their houses.
1: I'm gonna definitely watch the rest of it <laughs> <laughs> when again when again.
2: <laughs> So
1: any part of you
3: that's worried that you were so tired and hungover you voted Brexit by
2: accident. <laughs> Did you have that though when you were voting it was so scary because yeah, like I, I was like, checking. I just want to make sure that I'm doing it right. It's
3: like an exam, you're like rereading it twenty times to make sure there's no double negative in yeah, the that's question what I, or something. Because it really
2: scared me. And and I remember because I was in Lambeth at the time and Lambeth was like eighty percent of people voted in. Right. And so it felt really like a nice atmosphere, Russell all going and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I did have um I live in Nicholas Stadin's constituency now and That's that was quite right. exciting for me because yeah. I was like the big boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The big boss is on the floor. <laughs> Ben's
0: are getting taken out on time every week, don't worry, everything's running smoothly. <laughs> <laughs> I assume, I don't
2: know. <laughs> but- I think there was bin strikes in Edinburgh and I'm not trying to trivialise how grim that can be, but obviously I support the strikers. But do you ever think now when people are moaning about the seventies and they're like, "There's rubbish in the streets," I'm like, "Just fucking chill out." Yeah, yeah. Why are we all say we had rubbish in the streets? Here we all are. You know? Yeah, yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, it's fine. Obviously, yeah. we've got a lot of strikes now going on at the moment. Do you say what? What have you been making? Now? All the stuff for the nurses and the train. Wouldn't be so cars,
2: ridiculous if I was like, huh? "I'm anti." <laughs> 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 Get I'm, on with your job. <laughs> 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 Come on. I think it's it's two things. I'm really really glad that people are fighting and um, I support everyone who does it. I support people who do it in the public sector, in the private sector I support anyone, I support it when they do it for their own pay, when they do it for conditions when they do it for everything, of course, right? But,
3: but they're lazy they <laughs> should be <become. laughs> was
2: was It wasn't a but to do that, I can't remember but also the reason it's all happening now, this is what I was going to say, is it's all happened now because people have, everyone has been pushed to their limit. And I saw fucking Jeremy Kyle, who like, why is this cunt suddenly proud again? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a documentary about how he drove people to their deaths. And now he's like, I'm back on the radio with yeah. no shame. Like, yeah. Fuck. like, But yeah, he was there and he was like grilling. Was it Mick Lynch? He was grilling someone, Dave Ward maybe. And he was like, well, everyone's going to be suspicious. Why is everyone on strike? I was like, you are so close. To understanding that <laughs> everything is fucked
0: box. <laughs> you- yeah. But I, I think that's The thing, is It's like That's what's great to see Because like Every time the news are out And they're always choking To a to gran on them But every time they're out In the news they go Well actually pu- Public opinion Seems to be with The strikers for large part mm-hmm. And it's because Everybody recognises that, that everybody's Feeling that yeah. thing And we all know that you know, inflation going up, nadies wages going up, and you're like, "Well, the fucking strikers, I, the, the, the train drivers, the race, because we fucking all do." Yeah, and then yeah. I think people understand that now, whereas before it was kind of like that, "I'm all right, Jack" sort of thing, maybe. And it's new; it's good that it's finally come back around to. I mean, like, to people being on side with it largely, but unfortunately, yeah. that's be- because everybody recognises how yeah, you yeah. fucked we
2: all are.
1: It's such a weird thing, though, because it's like, obviously, I, I, I support strikers and all that, but I've always hated Scott Scotrail. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kinda torn. I'm torn, I'm like. I, don't know, I no, did no. have a stupid one liner joke
0: I wrote the other week and I says I've always been pro uh Striking rail workers And I actually, I am the reason Why they had to put up Those signs saying Don't hit the staff When they do your tickets
2: You should move to Scotland now Having been English And you'll find Scotrail very charming Really? <laughs> yeah because it's like We all win When we use the bin <laughs> 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 I'm like Yes we all we'll do It's so uh, Here's the other thing Like when they say We'll soon arrive like, it doesn't, it's, it's nicer than like the next station, like everything you need to just get some like proper rose tinted glasses. And then yeah. you'll be like, Oh, there's only one train every two hours. How yeah,
1: beautiful. That's, uh, that's nice. That's <laughs> no, I, d- I tell you what
2: other thing is really big for me. And I think they're phasing it out, which is actually going to break my heart. Being able to buy a ticket on the train feels so respectful. Being able to buy a ticket when you get off and not just getting a fine feels like they're saying, we don't automatically assume that yeah. you're a criminal. Yeah. Whereas I feel like particularly in like London and Kent, it's like you you are a criminal and we will catch you. Yeah. No matter what you if you have a ticket, if the ticket is slightly wrong, yeah. you are a criminal. We
3: assume yeah. you're a criminal yeah. ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to
1: you to prove you're not. Yeah, yeah. that's how it feels. It's crazy, isn't it? And that, that feels more respectful. Yeah, I was in London and it was like I, it was I was new to that system and it was like I got off a the underground and then onto a train, and I thought I could just get you know, I didn't know I had to change, get a new ticket in between, Aye. and stuff like that. And then at the airport, they were like, No, you've we're gonna find you like um, 60 quid or whatever. Oh! Yeah, and I was like, I didn't know, I genuinely that I could buy a ticket now. He's like, Nah, unlucky, shouldn't get on the train without a ticket. I didn't know I had to get a fresh oh, so You
2: can do that in Scotland. They should understand that if somebody's used to doing that, it yeah. might not be
4: like... Yeah,
1: yeah. But so I guess it's like the whole thing where if you go to a different country, you should know their road rules or whatever. So it's like you should just know that it's the other side of the road.
2: Nah, they should just be like, <laughs> you know, fair dues, mate. You've you've ruined that shed. <laughs> it's fine.
1: You buy them a new shed. We'll we'll forget about it. No. And you can plant a new tree. It's
4: fine.
1: <laughs> I was speaking
3: to someone recently who'd just been in Germany, and he was saying that like over there, I don't know if it's true of everywhere in Germany, but I mean, and I have been. But like, you can just buy a ticket on the train or beforehand. But there's no barriers or anything. There's no one there to stop you. Yeah. But you're respected as an adult. Of, like we know that you're not going to try and dupe us or the percentage of people will be so small that are trying to rip it off and, like, nice. will save money by not having buyers and not having people there. And it, it does just feel nice to be treated as an adult sometimes. I feel like that would never happen in Britain. Yeah. Like, mm. there's such a small-mindedness sometimes, I think, mm. where we are so against, like, benefit scroungers and everyone's trying. Everyone's on the rob and all this kind of yeah. stuff. But
2: this is what kills me, is, like, I cannot believe that people are still pitching that kind of shit when it's so obvious. Like, you saw, like, Avanti getting, like, 6.5... What, million billion? I... I I don't want to sound stupid, but they got 6.5 something. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot. It's like, what's the difference parts. between a million and a billion to you and Once I? Once there's like, a point lot.
3: involved, it's loads, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. right? They've got lots of
2: zeros on the end of what they took. And like the idea that they're still able to be like, you know, look at this person who's struggling and yeah. not like nice. all of the money that everyone pays in tax, even people, you know, who are homeless pay VAT. Like everyone is paying taxes in yeah. and we're just giving it to those cunts at Avanti. <laughs> For for because they're on the robe like it's
0: yeah mm. I know because like even everybody. Sorry, I know this is really obvious. No, 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 no. no it's not, but it's like see when everybody's moaning about all oh, these benefit scroungers and these people cheating the system and that. And you're gonna you, you kind of go like the, obviously there's maybe any element of that to an extent. But see if you I'm pro see, it. see if fucking you fucking cheating. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. not <laughs> serious because see if you see like a graph of like how much is actually like getting taken Especially from the system. The is oh, that man. I mean and all these fucking corporations don't pay their tax. And all this fucking shit and that gets given out.
2: Like, wage theft. Like, big corporations don't pay people properly. They deny people over time. They, like, deliberately don't pay people things they've owed them, and they know they'll get away with it. If you look at the difference, it's massive. But also, like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm a lot more, like, if people... (laughs) ordinary people are on the rob. that's good
4: because robin hood is good like, <laughs> wealthy
2: people are on the rob. that is bad, bad because bosses are bad i've had problems with my daughter actually because my daughter's four and i try not to be too indiscreet and i try to explain my worldview to her but it's very hard because like e.g I would tell her often that I hate the queen, right? (laughs) But her view of the queen is the queen is a lovely old lady because she like watches Peppa Pig or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) And so then it's really hard because I'll be like, mummy hates the queen. And so she'll be like, I like the queen. (laughs) And then I feel like, oh, uh," so I started telling her things which are true that like she stole all her money from everyone and she's, <laughs> she's got big palaces that she doesn't share and that she's stolen lots of the land from everyone obviously she's dead now <laughs> which I relish telling her <laughs> <laughs> but, she like, went, yes, <laughs> she's fucking dead <laughs> she's never coming back took um, her <laughs> 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 to see the corpse no, <laughs> <remember that. laughs> <Yeah>. we'll, <laughs> we'll dig up the corpse but,
4: so I t- so
2: like I, I try to explain that to her but it's really hard because like like, A, you don't want your views to upset them and you don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. But, like, we went to see Peppa Pig, the theatre show, which, surprise, I fucking hated. And <laughs> halfway through, for no reason, the Queen shows up and everyone has to bow to the Queen.
1: And Pepper? <laughs> It, um, in real life? In, in is the show.
4: <laughs> she just showed up. She
1: just showed up. Hobbled on stage. <laughs> we had
2: to. So, so, what is it?
1: Is it like an actor
0: playing the Queen? No. Or, or okay, what
2: so is it? I actually think, if I remember a hologram. right, it's not I'm going like to have to cut my jump off. <laughs> this is going to ruin the continuity. <laughs> the no, 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 yeah. I'm well, sorry. We're in the show, right? It's all Peppa Pig puppets being voiced by adults standing behind them, and the adults do like a weird kiddie voice yeah. that is horrid. <laughs> oh, mummy, no, don't worry. Like awful. Although I should say I do a voice for my baby that's a bit like that because it's really boring—not boring, boring lovely—but hard <laughs> being around just you and a baby. So I do do a voice for him, but yeah, of <laughs> when I do it, it's different. It's like Robin Hood. So they're like, <laughs> trying to work up bets somewhere now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it's like all these pigs, and then there's a bit where they're like, "Bow to the queen, bow to the queen." And everyone had to stand and bow to the queen, and I literally went, "I'm not
4: bowing." But my dog
2: got very upset because obviously everyone else was bowing to the queen, and I was grumpy for reason she didn't understand and I had to like check myself and be like I can't do this in front of her but it was really hard because at the same time I'm not fucking bowing to the queen yeah so it's very weird (laughs) and like similarly with her with bosses I always say to her like the bosses are bad and that the big bosses take all the money and like I know it's going to sound facile but I'm just trying to like vaguely introduce her to this idea that like wealth in our country is incredibly unequal and skewed yeah. and that is true you know Yeah. Um, but the problem is then she said to me I'm never getting a job because I never want a naughty boss <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, some, some jobs would be okay you could be a doctor uh, I don't
0: think you need to worry about it because teenage rebellion by the sounds of it is going to be coming at a massive Tory I was going to say yeah, what happens but, if you raise Britain's only right wing comedian
2: <laughs> <laughs> if only there was only one right wing comedian like, you know, if only (laughs) But then she said to me, because then I felt really bad and I sort of was trying to backpedal. And then we both were like, look, not all bosses are bad. Boss Baby is alright <laughs> <laughs> yeah Boss Baby's pretty fair yeah. Baby I've not cool. seen Boss Baby what's I've the politics of Boss Baby bad real really? bad yeah, I can <laughs> imagine. Boss Baby would report you to the authorities
0: <laughs> <laughs> there must be so much of that stuff like because the, the, like, I would never I, I would assume that Peppa Pig would have stuff I mean that's a bit on the nose the whole Bout of the Queen thing to be perfectly honest like, but the, is there a lot of stuff like that in cartoons and the stuff that kids watch or this propaganda and all these type yeah, of things yeah Paw Patrol <laughs> <laughs> fucking Paw Patrol Paw Patrol, Uganda? I guess uh, so. yeah.
2: uh, One of them is like a cop <laughs> sure. This is it Like dogs On the whole Dogs work for good But some dogs Are scabs <laughs> 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 You know Some dogs Want to stop everyone Taking drugs You know Some dogs want to help people Who like Help blind people Help people who have Emotional needs And some dogs want to ruin everyone's fun. (laughs) (laughs) This is is how life is. Using the sniffers for No, there is a whole bunch of stuff like that. And you find yourself watching stuff. This is the problem too, is like, there's nowhere like super safe anymore. Insofar as like, when I was little, and I suppose it wasn't that safe because like ITV had like adverts for like shit and stuff, but you could only watch BBC Two or whatever, BBC One, whatever was on. And there were three programs and they'd all been really thought about. And now even with CBeebies, they fucking put Cocoa melon on there. And Cocoa melon, I'm not saying like, Cocomelon. What's funny is I'm 40 and you guys are like, what, 21? Oh, <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are a bit younger and like... I'm just so glad that you don't know what melon is because it's I've heard little... the
1: name oh, never I've, even heard of it. I've heard the name
0: what is it
4: it's
1: like I'm still not sure what White Lotus is oh, <laughs> oh, oh
4: White, White Lotus, Lotus is fucking great my really daughter right? loves it you know <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like the, the guy who wrote uh, School of Rock <laughs> is it? did he write School of Jack Rock? Jack Black? no not
0: Jack Black <laughs> <laughs> what's Mike, funny Mike, is the White. guy's White. called Mike, Mike White the opposite of Jack Black
1: his
0: evil
3: twin
1: Yeah, he was Mr. Schneeblew yeah
2: wow so do you know he wrote a film that I saw as a teenager called Chuck and Buck and that's why I knew do you ever have that where you know like a really stupid reference <laughs> for someone but that's your reference there, Yeah, huh? it's <laughs> yeah. like with the guy from The Walking Dead and I'm like that guy's egg from this leg <laughs> <way." laughs> and I refuse to update it so I'm like oh egg from this life <laughs> <laughs> he's
0: yeah. not Bet middle if he hocus pocus <laughs> <laughs> it's true <Pretty> yeah. <laughs> Coco Melon
2: what is that oh my god Coco Melon is like this computer-generated thing. of And all of it is so, like, it's a little family that lives in, like, a really car culture place. So they've all got their car and they go to the shops and that's <laughs> all they fucking do. And they sing songs that are like, yes, yes, I want to brush my hair. Oh, no, yes, that's not yes, that, is it? Yes, I want to brush my hair. Oh, and fucking like, hate. It'll be like, dad, dad. Would you like a cookie? <laughs> no, thank you, son. And it's like the fucking worst. My, my
1: niece watches that on yeah. YouTube and I'm like, this is infuriating. It's the oh. brushing the teeth one. you has br- yes. got to brush your teeth, that Fuck thing. It. It's, oh my but God. But YouTube
2: is the wild west for shit like that. So my yeah. daughter is too canny now. My partner used to, if she gets up at like six, she can watch cartoons for a bit. Mm-hmm. So that like one of us can like have a snooze, especially with the baby, it's really hard. She can watch a bit of cartoons. So she'd give him his phone. She used to just watch CBeebies just watched Bluey, which you guys won't know about, but it's the most fucking incredible show <laughs> about some incredible dogs who do imaginative play. It's Fucking brilliant. <laughs> if it was just Bluey out there, no problem. Yeah. But my daughter's now so clever that she'll be like, yes, yes, I'm watching CBeebies, daddy. And then my partner's like, okay, fine. <laughs> and then she's like, goes on YouTube and watches this fucking show where people play with dolls yeah, of Frozen. Yeah.
4: But it's, what? but they're
2: like the woman who, the girl who does it is prick and so she's like <laughs> I'm going to be the most beautiful one when I get my nails done no I am I hate you I hate you too and I'm like yeah. this is not good uh,
3: yeah it's just poor yeah. storytelling at best <laughs> this is it. she's not going to understand about de or anything <laughs> two no. clicks and she's on Jordan Peterson <laughs> <person>. that's, <laughs> that's the problem
2: it really feels that way so this is, I do worry I was worried about that yesterday I was like oh god how do I protect her from the world <laughs>
0: it just seems that it's so and stop all of that stuff now but i guess probably like you know for all our parents probably felt the same about the yeah. telly stuff and all that to an extent i don't know but i remember they just patched you down and thought ah fuck it <laughs> 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 yeah. it probably was the it's just like- something scary about the algorithm now though i think we, obviously we had youtube
3: right. when i was like 15 you'd type in dumb shit or whatever but it, it was always just like you'd watch whatever you were watching yeah it was never like two wrong clicks and you're fucking all right. Yeah. Which yeah. seems to be yeah. what it is now. Yeah.
2: Or even now, if you're not logged in and you look at what it recommends, it's like, The Sun newspaper, fucking Sam Harris, this, and you're like, yeah. can yeah. you just recommend me, like, Butterfly Sanctuary? You know? <laughs> like, man learns how to use pottery wheel. It's always, like, so intense and like, horrible. Uh-huh. I think
1: it's because it's legitimate now and it's like, people can make a living from it and stuff. Like, back then, it was just... Daft. All amateurs, yeah, so, yeah, Amateur, all made videos and stuff yeah. on it, and yeah. now it's like this is a legitimate thing that you know people. This is the people's living, and yeah. and men you go, oh, this must be le- legit. So, yeah.
2: But isn't that so ridiculous as well? The idea that you'd be like, I'll put on my shirt and I'll go and do my YouTube. I mean, I, I appreciate we're doing a
4: podcast,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but we're comedians, and that is a noble.
0: <laughs> of course, professors. it's art. It's, it's art. high us art for the YouTubers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, it's mad on the Because like that's what every kid uh, I've heard wants to be is it like, just be a YouTuber.
2: Is it still YouTube Or Is it not TikTok? Probably, I mean, I don't mm-hmm.
0: know. Like, I think because mm-hmm. YouTube's still big for kids, isn't it? But maybe, maybe both. I don't know. But it's just I, th- to me that's Because then it's like because at least if you want to be a comedian, it's like that's a thing. It's a craft. Like, yeah, it's a craft. But it's a noble just, craft. Just, <laughs> just <I know>. <laughs> that just be like going. I want to be a TV presenter. When you're like doing TikToks, do you know what I mean? But like, the people, it does guess... nothing to do with the content or what you want to say, then it it's just I want to be in front of a camera and
1: have loads of people watch me. Mm. Which, yeah. to be fair, is the motivation well, for all I can use, but... <laughs> well, A lot of people back in, when you were we would be like, I just want to be famous. That would be a thing. Like, yeah. going big brother or whatever. It's like, I just want fame. That's so true. I guess it's now Same at least. Same impulse in it, I suppose. Yeah. But. yeah. but at least you're maybe making your own videos and stuff, or I don't know. You know. Some weird <laughs>
2: things like that. Like, so I've had it where. When I was younger, I was on TV more. People knew who I was more. Now most people don't. I much prefer now that most people don't, like it's lovely. I can like eat a, I was a like <laughs> eating eat nectarine on the bus really sloppy. You know, so <laughs> you know, like, like getting papped. Pick things out of my hair or whatever, you know.
0: As the world collapses around you, you're just focusing on this nectarine. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know my
2: friend wrote a poem actually? This is after the after the film. He wrote a poem called The Day. The day we destroyed the world, I ate a peach (laughs) about climate change and about the same thing of like, he was just sort of talking about his daily life and then talking about like the hottest day ever in Glasgow, the hottest day ever in Motherwell, you know, and like how all around him, the world's collapsing and how like he's thinking about trying to have a child and he's like buying a fucking bamboo toothbrush that doesn't work and stuff. (laughs) That's my friend Henry Bell. There we go. That's
0: interesting. You mentioned about the, the telly stuff, Josie, because obviously she started at fourteen. So when did you when did you like first do like telly stuff and all that? Then was it?
2: Do you know? Oh well, my first experience of being on TV was when I did the BBC New Comedy Awards. I was seventeen. I fucking won it. Thank you. Yeah, hey, two, two winners. winners, winners win well. oh you I was 2018. Uh, did you win one of win the,
1: When did you? Did you win 1998 or 19? <laughs> <laughs>
2: 2018. No. Did, did I? you? Be a how was it? Who did? Who? So, um, how did you find it? Where was your final?
1: Uh, at the fringe in one of the big BBC tents.
2: Um,
1: that's harsh. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it like fun? the gig of your life as well? It was it really, really fun. I enjoyed it. The semi final was more fun than the final. Sure. Because I was sense. nervous and it was like, this is going live on radio after the, the Archers or whatever the fucking programme was. That's the only time I've listened to the Archers And I was tuning in to <laughs> <laughs> between the results. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was weird. What was it like when you done it?
2: So when i done it, they were, it had only been going about three or four years and they were deciding to like put it on BBC One. And I had a similar thing where the semi final was like the gig of my life, and it was filmed. But it was filmed for like there used to be like obscure cable channels called like UK Play, I think it was called, that became oh, yeah. something else and like TV no one, Gold or something. Yeah, though. yeah. But prior to that, with right. I can't remember what it was called, but like ten, so nobody would watch that. So that was kind of on TV, but like you'd have to have a very specific yeah thing to do it. So we did and um, did that loved it the final two things like firstly it really disabused me of like my real childhood innocence where we all did sets obviously like it was the gig of my life I won it like it was it went wonderfully but then they had to edit this seven minute set to two minutes and around it they had loads of clips from like famous comedians giving advice to new comedians mm-hmm. and then they would show our sets and so I invited all my friends to like come around and watch it together and my Boyfriend at the Times house, and we were like so excited about it. And I was really proud of it. And I was really like, I can't believe we're all going to be here. I won, so I know it's going to look good. And then they edited it, and I looked fucking dire. It was like two really? minutes, and it just, they edited it out half the punchline. Yeah, it just looked yeah, really yeah. incoherent. And I remember just being so like, oh my God, they edit TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's not going to be how it was. And yeah. I felt so stupid for like not knowing that. But the other thing that was fun was that when I did it, Bob Monkhouse, who was like the Jimmy Carr of his day, yeah. yeah, big guy. He was there and he was hosting it, and he I did hosted my the set. final. Mm-hmm. Really? What yeah. year was it? nineteen seventy five. He was old then. He was
0: an yeah, old yeah, yeah. man. It was not the was... peak of his power? No. It
2: was a retro decision. <laughs> he was an old man and I was seventeen. <laughs> That's us. he was an old man. Well the
0: Lolita again. <laughs> <laughs> he
2: showed me the book and he said you
4: should read this.
2: It's a love it's story. <laughs> Is that the, part of the first time you tried to do? <laughs> so it? So this right, he's presenting it. I was on about second and I did enjoy it, but I never thought I'd win. Just because, like, there was me. David O'Doherty was in it. He was he's seven years my senior. We've been friends for, like, however long it's been since then, 23 years or whatever. But he um, he was the youngest person next to me, and he was 24, 23. Right. And then all the rest of them were, like, men in their late 30s. And half of them were doing like real clubby stuff That they'd been doing since fucking I don't even want to say 1978 What was
3: your and my mother-in-law jokes like back then? I did have a joke
2: that that I wouldn't do now But I used to just for no reason be like My wife, she's so fat She's in danger of having a heart attack I love her, I don't want her to die Which I would never do now because I think it's really fat phobic But as a little kid I really thought like how yeah. funny that I, a 17-year-old girl. <laughs> and like, oh, my, my first ever opener was, hello, my name is Frank LeBeuf and I play for Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just stand very still and no cunt would laugh. And I thought, this is the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> Myself was very stupid then. I like, couldn't talk about my life because like, my life was quite bleak, really. Like, my family situation wasn't good. So I couldn't be like coming on stage and being like, you know when your stepdad's, you know. <laughs> so I be yeah. like, you know when you buy a, pie and the pie's full of dreams
4: <laughs> <laughs> it actually wasn't that bad it was actually, <laughs> that, that was
2: not a bit that was me trying to improvise a bit as I would I do I was how
0: they edited it for the video <laughs> <laughs> that's
4: what it fucking like. <laughs> anyway so I'd done
2: the set it went well I thought I'm not going to do it I was the only girl I was the only child <laughs> and they, they said to me what do you want to drink backstage and I said, Bacardi Breezers, no.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was illegal of them, but they got me a case of Bacardi Breezers. They didn't get you white lightning, no? No, so, I was shouldn't. like, that's what drinking is. <laughs> but they gave me this case of Bacardi Breezers. And so I just fucking from and knew how to drink, <laughs> c- caned into them, right? But I have not been able to, when I was really little and started to stand-up, I couldn't eat for like two days beforehand. I was so nervous, you know? So I have these Bacardi Breezers. I haven't, Eating for two days Have about four I'm utterly wrecked And um, In the Before interval Before you go on Or is this after No after, after After In the interval While they're doing the judging The band And this will age it From 1999 <laughs> The brand new heavies were performing <laughs> Classic 90s Beautiful <laughs> And then um, Bob Monkhouse comes back And he sees that I'm a bit drunk And he's like What are you doing
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't you know anything about showbiz He's like, What are you doing you, you, You're going to win I was like I don't think I'm going to win He was like well you might win You've got to sober up <laughs> So he was like in my dressing room They've given me a fruit basket You need to go in there and eat all of the fruit <laughs> It's like when never, and I'm just eating Bob Monkhouse's fruit eating basket. Nectarine's fucking, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this, is back, this is
0: obviously was back before old men would think twice about inviting a young drunk girl <laughs> in the drunk dress. No one ever talks about the positive experience of <laughs> <laughs> A wee bit about politics and stuff like that. Me and Josie, we were both on breaking the news on the same day that Boris Johnson resigned. Yeah. Mm. Quite a difficult day to try and pre prepare some topical jokes when the <laughs> the news has changed so much. I was mental, wasn't it, it? It was.
2: And but all of us were just sat there. Even the producers, we were just sat watching the door, like holy fuck. <laughs> <bucket. laughs> and then did he resign just before?
0: Because I was because I was late coming in and I was listening to him resign as I was walking to the to the show. And it's just like absolutely nuts. Like just and then as I was saying, like the 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 last time I done it, so the next time after that Mm -hmm. was the we got told About 10 minutes Into the show Liz Truss had resigned oh So in those <laughs> 10 two, minutes in 10 minutes yeah. in So ten like ten We're ten. done like Oh I wonder what Happened now You know oh, She'll stay And bring Boris back And all, that, and all of a sudden It became real <laughs> And we're like Shit <laughs> That's on.
2: There's like too much news To do topical news stuff Because it's like You can't even have fun With it anymore Because it just comes true Yeah, it's bad
0: The tectonic plates Are just constantly shifting yeah. So it's hard to really get Like you know To go right I'm going to I've got this bit That I can then use For the next five months on tour or whatever yeah. it's yeah. so hard
1: because it's just constantly changing but and that, everyone like on twitter or whatever has a, a voice now so there's you, you all can, the jokes have been done immediately every joke yeah. has been done yeah. Going, yeah. me and steve yeah.
3: were making a typical like radio sketch show and the uh, second week we we're making it the queen died as we were like recording it and then editing it, so we knew it wasn't going to go out. They had so a very different. A they had a very different uh, <laughs> fucking response yeah. to the guy in that room either. To be <laughs> and, uh, but now it's come back in January. But all the like. Characters we'd set up and everything like Liz Trust and blah blah blah. It's like it's all different now. Yeah. So we're gonna to have to start again. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. my
2: god, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Like imagine like you're an impressionist and it takes fucking two months to learn a really good impression. Yeah. And then everyone's like, That person's career's over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't even have the time to like build up.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. As soon as you start getting booked as a Liz Trust act, you'd fucked up. I, <laughs> fuck,
2: right. I say who was it? Somebody did something like that. Were they in earnest were saying isn't it really sad for Boris impersonators? And they were trying to get people to feel really sorry for them Is there
0: anything that's not sad for Boris impersonators? Because bloody hell, but what the life. That's like. bleak, In yeah. yeah. Michael Fabricant still seems to be doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: where it's like, how the fuck is this still allowed to go on? Like the Michael Fabricant... It should be that someone just comes in and goes like, we've all had a lot of fun. but You're out because you're obviously deranged. <laughs>
4: yeah,
2: You're out. Like, and just... I suppose what I'm saying is someone should like clear everything out and that's that's dodgy ground but I just mean we
0: like... need to have a military coup as we you say yeah but good coup <laughs> that's the thing because oh, it's gosh, like you know, they're always nuts. going to about the January 6th riots and all that in yeah. America and I'm always like well I'm not not for them storming the capital just for different reasons,
3: reasons yeah. <laughs> yeah. it be the first podcast where we incite a riot <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I, uh, I just like it knowing that uh, I have children and I don't want to go to prison <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah that's the thing I was trying to write stuff about the laws that they've brought in and largely Scotland is sort of separate because luckily of having like independent judiciary and stuff. But like, if you look at the anti protest laws, and then they just, Suella Braverman, when she was Home Secretary for Liz Trust for five minutes. The, the only thing she managed to do was be like uh, the new public order bill if you've ever supported a protest online I can put a fucking tag on you and ban you from going protesting and it's like oh okay you got that free did you <laughs> I think it's I think it's through I can't remember if it's with the Lords but that's the other thing Fuck as well shit. I feel like there's this big barrier to trying to talk about these things whereby you can be incorrect about certain details and therefore people then go you're stupid you got it wrong about the second or third reading yeah. and then you get scared off trying to talk about it yeah. Yeah. I know i
0: but it's scary I would not like because then it just gives them a blanket thing to just like end MD who protests anything and mm-hmm. then they could just you know put you in jail or whatever like that like and even like the, today on the news they were saying about the, the, they'd won their court case about doing that thing to send folk to Rwanda mm-hmm. and so Ella Braverman no, had do. said about the oh it's her dream you know I see a plane take off and you're like well I mean it's quite quite far away from fucking Martin Luther King's dream it's the exact (laughs) fucking opposite of anything and you're just like what a fucking depressing state of affairs but then
2: the worst part is like you see the whole kind of ecosystem bubbling up to legitimise it like I saw this article the other day by Matthew Paris who like pictures himself as a very like left wing Tory and Mm -hmm. he was like even liberals like me need to agree that deporting people to Rwanda is actually the right thing and I'm I'm like no it's sake. not a liberal position it's no yeah. reactionary position but
0: there's there's so many people like that in the press <laughs> even on in the left wing things not and it's like oh well like and they're really just kind of more centrist or whatever but they're like well i'm left wing and this is as far left as you're allowed to go
4: mm-hmm. and
0: so it's like you know so of course we all agree this and then you're like no there's a whole spectrum of yeah. opinion and you know things like that but it's just not allowed within the, the confines but, do
2: you ever feel like that like if most people now in lots not not every opinion but in lots of opinions are fuck are significantly to the left of what is being touted as mainstream yeah and then you just look back and it's like has that just always been the case that everyone was there the whole time being like these fucking cunts don't represent me and like everyone's just had to deal with it and then you look yeah. back and people look back and think god all those people were so like I, this I think
0: it's true and I think that's why they never campaign really on policies it's always a personality and all these superficial things and then yeah. with the it's kind of it's count on a lot to people's fears and you know of the other and all these different things but it's like yeah like I remember watching the Noam Chomsky years ago and he said look public opinion is, is larger to the left of both political parties because you know, people like it's obviously in America, but it's like people want the public health care and all that. But that's just—it's just not even on the table a lot of the mm-hmm. time. All these things that most people would want, um, you know, probably if you put like all the stuff for the strikers, not probably most people would be in favor of it in this mm-hmm. country, like giving them higher wages and all that. But you know, just it's if it's not within the interests, uh, you know, the people with the power, then it's not going to happen. But. I definitely think that that is true. That most people are, are more to the left, even yeah. if they don't realise it, they don't even identify with. If you actually like asked them their opinions and stuff, yeah, they would be like they would want a fairer society. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, you look at like with, with Corbyn, like they did manage to like definitely completely sour public opinion against Aye. him. But if you look at the policies, people like seventy five percent support, seventy su- eight percent support. I can't
0: say that. Yeah. It's <laughs> the point now where they're bringing in some of the stuff, though, like the four day working week and, all the, and the, mm. the broadband and all that. I remember I was in London just after. Corbyn got became the Labour leader right and I was in this sounds like a pure excuse for reading The Sun right but I was in a roll shop <laughs> and they had a copy of The Sun I just I was curious You just
2: wanted to join in with English culture. Yes I
0: was trying to embrace you know <laughs> I was like right, pay for a ticket before I got on the train read The Sun all that sort of stuff but I remember reading through it and I was like oh, see if you just didn't really know that much of the stuff you would think that Labour had just appointed fucking Osama bin Laden as a leader because the way they were which they, they should have done <laughs> <laughs> he
2: got shit done are both are awesome fans protested.
4: <laughs> but nice. that's the
2: sad part is like what they said about Jeremy Corbyn was like he's a Stalinist and he's purging all the right wingers doing- he didn't do any of that and he no. fucking should because what they've done now is like purged every left winger from the party like made it impossible for left wingers to like hold positions of power but I did promise myself a couple of years ago that I would never waste a breath talking or thinking about the Labour Party ever again in my life. But unfortunately it's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> well
0: in Scotland it kind of is. So... <laughs> but I know
2: some people in the Labour Party In Scotland who are super sound as well. Yeah. And then it's like, oh this is... why does this have to be so complicated?
0: Well a lot of the people who are in S and P basically are from like Labour families and stuff and it just sort yeah. of just yeah. can, you know they just moved over to a place where you know the, maybe like, their views are more welcome, I suppose. But like um, It's a depressing thought and what can you say the world's a depressing place. Mm. Okay, yeah the world's but a fucked up place it's the world <laughs> is a TV fucked is. up place I, st- I,
2: felt, I did not want to bring this vibe to the show no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: So guys, um, I've got
2: a yo-yo <laughs> yeah, I fucking love it
1: I wanted to talk a wee bit more about you doing stand-up as when you're 14 Like, yeah. How do you go about writing jokes when you're that age? Because you're talking about like expressing yourself and stuff as well yeah. I don't think I had anything to express when I was 14 but, I'm like, not
2: sure I did I think it was pure love of performance that got me in there and did you love
1: stand-up before doing it yeah
2: i loved watching stand-up i loved watching comedy i was obsessed with it i feel like every comedian starts out as like a super comedy fan yeah yeah um and then i loved it got really into it um and it was actually my mum like there was a workshop at an art center near me which closed down obviously and um (laughs) uh it was like grown-ups and me and they like took me under their wing and were very sweet and like basically used to like put me little gigs. And to be honest, I wasn't writing that much. There was a guy who ran the workshops and he would be very much like, You've got to just focus on developing your own voice. Yeah. And focus on mining what you think's funny and developing that. So that was a really good stamp. good advi- advice advice yeah, for he, a young person. Yeah. yeah, he was never like Okay, so you need an opener about where you're from. <laughs> and you no. need a good joke about that tells everyone how you look. You know, like shit like that. It, it was much less like and much more like yeah, kind of atmospheric. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I did stop writing. I didn't write that much. I only really, the first couple of years that I did it, probably wrote about 20 minutes in total. And I loved it. I loved doing it. And it was exciting to be. At that time The only person really I remember there was one girl Who'd won a Teenage comedy competition And I remember seeing A picture of her In the newspaper And being like My nemesis <laughs> 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 But I never found her again And I don't think She does it anymore uh, Because she Used to write the jokes With her dad
4: uh, And I was yeah. like She had a
2: right a com- Yeah she fucking She wasn't even a comedian She was basically <laughs> She just... ghostwriter yeah. Come on. Yeah. She was a presenter really yeah. I don't know what happened to her But I remember that like, It was really exciting and, and it was exciting for me Because like I lived in the South London suburbs, like quite far out. I would say like as far out as Clyde Bank is to the centre in, in proportionally. So like right. I said sort of want to go into town, but it was always like a big deal yeah. as a kid. And then to suddenly be like going up to London, being on a bill in a gig and like showing up and doing it. And I think a lot of the goodwill was probably people being like, why is there a child on stage? <laughs> yeah, you know, Cockney, but... Chimney, sweep yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I definitely had that vibe of like, yeah, yeah. oh, I can't do <laughs> these," But um yeah, it was great it was nice
1: so what what age were you when you done like your first proper comedy club was uh, that 14 or
2: no nah, i did a couple of gigs when i was 14 then i had to do my gcse's and then <laughs> I did a couple when i was 15 then it was like 16 to 17 but also for me at that time I had no clue about gigs. So I'd do like a gig in a basement to four people or I'd do a gig to 600 people and I'd be like, a gig's a gig. <laughs> I didn't sort of think like that gig's not important, that gig yeah. is, you know, like this gig is run by like a real chancer. This gig is like an industry gig. Yeah. I'd just be showing up like, right, I've got my bit about oranges. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when I was like 21, I, I, or, when I was at uni, I ran lots of gigs that were really anarchic and really fun. And then when I was 21, it was like, right we're going to do this. this. I did about three years of like temping and gigging every single night. Did you have like a
1: a break going to between at any point or did you always do it?
2: Yeah, I sort of always did it, but I didn't do real... When I was at uni, I didn't do many actual gigs. I just did uni gigs. It was because I had an agent at the time who just was not the slightest bit interested in booking me gigs. Like basically yeah. took me on because the person who'd originally taken me on left, mm. but was not interested in having me as a client. And so I'd ring up and be like, um, I was wondering if you could book me some gigs. And he'd be like, well, you died on your ass in October, 1999. So, <laughs> <laughs> so no one will book you. Can't and I'd on. be like, um, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> I was, I'd done that. Yeah, it was a funny time. It was weird. But, but now you see like, there's loads of comedians now that you look around and they started when they were kind of like, Fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. Um and I like it, it's like a sweet little club of people who made a bad decision. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, like
1: May Martin talks about starting really young as well and like being in that environment at such a young age and it can be quite you know, yeah. Quite like odd. seeing people doing cocaine and stuff like that backstage and
2: Yeah, there was a lot of stuff like that. Although I think I was largely quite lucky in so far as I didn't have like traumatic experiences. I had yeah. like largely quite Positive, positive experiences, yeah. which is like a... And also to be fair, like at the time I was at school and it was so, it was like a very hot housey school. It was like a grammar school. So you had to like take a test to get in and they were like, we've got to have our results. And that was yeah. like an intense <laughs> fucking environment. And then like my home life was not good. So I felt like this spy who had this like secret good life <laughs> where I'd like go on my own on the train, like come home. Yeah, and I suppose I think I was very lucky. Like I'd be on the train home at like 1 a.m and like chatting with strangers and then walking home on my own and it was just like, just in this bubble of like, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, was So you
1: went to gigs yourself? That yeah, year? on my own, yeah. Did up you? to London, yeah. Like Matilda or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. But that was funny too because like, I think I had an unusual experience as a teenager because I used to like, go to nightclubs on my own when I was like 13, 14. <laughs> and at the time we were like, they let us in because we look so mature, <laughs> and now I'm like, no, that's not what
0: they. It like. <laughs> 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 yeah, bouncer's been reading Lolita Lale- as uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, eh, thanks so much for joining us. It's oh been God, a lot yeah. of fun. It's really Thank nice you. to
2: talk to you guys and I'm so sorry to like have a bit where we're all like the state of the world. No, it's it's fucked up place. not <laughs> like I feel more hopeful now. Like after 2019, I was so devastated and mm-hmm. I was like, I can't cope with it. And now I think partly because I live where I love and I've got my family and I feel so lucky. I feel in a position now to be like, no, it's not. <laughs> fucking, I haven't roll got sleeves off so I'm like trying <laughs> to roll up. But I feel like much more in a position and like that's literally what the show I just wrote is about. It's about like being like, right. Uh, there's a, a quote which is like after defeat, reenchantment is necessary, and you have to like fall back in love with the world and f- and be ready to like re re magicify the world. And yeah. Shit like that. Mm. that's
1: a good I think that's a necessary it's a message of hope to end on because yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we like, usually end on like a philosophical question but I don't sometimes. we got any I think that's is,
0: I think we're not going to get more profound than that <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> so thank you oh I'm just God, worried about I mean, what's going
3: to happen to the world the next time you decide to make a film <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's
0: fucked <isn't>
2: it? Yeah. <laughs> and also then it was so like right like on one hand it feels like it's tapped into something and on the other hand we didn't want to tap into something Yeah. we just wanted to make a fun well yeah I could. I love to talk. <laughs> no, and I could talk for half an
1: hour. No, don't. That's great because that's, that's what we need. Yeah, we like to not talk. <laughs> no, no, please, please go on Joseph. Yeah.
2: Is there anyone who does a podcast where like someone really fucking won't talk? Like as in someone who's like a regular host. And they're like, "What did you do?" And the guy's like,
4: "No." That's no. <laughs> <No skates. Yeah>. good. <laughs> can oh, like, so I can't
2: help it. Some guys, I've been researching.
4: <laughs> the
2: research. Yeah. I half watched the film. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Is right, this? Is what I want to ask you. What age were all of you when you started doing stand up then?
0: Uh, twenty-one. Okay. I think I was twenty-two. Twenty-two. I done two gigs when I was twenty and then I didn't do it for like a year and then I think I started properly again when I was
1: just coming up for 22 Wow!
2: and did you guys want to do it when you were teenagers but you just didn't feel like you could
1: I wanted to be an actor and my dad told me that the only way to do that is become a stand-up comedian. <laughs> the only way to <laughs> do that? The only way single it. person in Hollywood yeah. used to become Who a stand Who is he based on, on? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think who's
4: stand up.
1: Did he give you an example? Was like an example? Uh, well, no, basically I loved Home Alone and I was like, I want to do <sighs> that and he was like, well, you know, some of them are comedians probably and I was <laughs> like are they? What that wee
0: boy you're like, Kevin Remember, <laughs> you know? since you were watching like jingle all the way and you're like
2: <laughs> oh, that guy's Sinbad he's a comedian <laughs>
0: This
2: of... is it when you've got no family in the industry whatsoever so like none of my family had ever done anything like that we didn't know anyone who'd ever had a career like that yeah. and so like the advice you get is fucking terrible Wait, Yeah My mum was sin? like focus on a plan B Yeah I'm Like why? That would be plan A <laughs> Yeah oh, Yeah Because so I no. was
1: because it would be like maybe like Robin Williams film or, like Jim yeah. Carrey, and he'd be like, Oh, they were comedians, yeah. so to do that, you need to be a comedian. And I think that's what he genuinely believed. Yeah. <laughs> but he was just what, selling did, Fucking right? mantelpieces or whatever. So, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he had this. I love it if
2: he didn't even want to sell mantelpieces, he wanted to sell like lampshades. It's like, You've <laughs> <God,
1: girl, laughs> <even laughs> to <Sell> <laughs> build up
2: to the lampshade.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this time next year, I'll be selling fake football tops across there. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> what I want to be doing. And do you still
2: want to act as well?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, I like doing sketches and stuff, so yeah, I'd like yeah. to do both. But I, st- I started watching comedy because I, s- I thought I need to watch that to become a comedian, and then I started loving stand up. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, that's like watching stand up and Aye. stuff. So that was my my way. In.
2: My best friend initially wanted to be an actor, and then when she found stand up, was like, "Ah, uh, uh, right, okay,
1: this, this is better." better. Yeah, Absolutely, and yeah. ways for
0: me, I just kind of like. I I never really wanted to do it growing up, but I always just liked having a laugh and I I loved all like even just like sitcoms and things like that. And then I think just at a certain point, to be honest, being for Clyde Bank, like when Bridges made it big, kind of, and I always was like, I'm never going to be as funny as him, but like, because I just, he was just a different type, he was just one of these sort of like naturally funny guys. I was like, I never thought I'd be like that, but I thought, well, I can write and I've got a sense of humour. And the real thing for me was when it was like, I realised like, really most things are like, are like takes you're kind of rubbish when you start out and if you work really hard I think you can get better and I was like well if that's the case for almost any would I love to do it and I'd love to do comedy that's yeah. so good so I just tried also, it also that's
2: such a good attitude to be like look if I do this I'll get better yeah
0: that was it yeah. kind of so I was, I was looking at regard, but I never I was never I was never like oh I'm so funny and you know everyone should listen to me It was like well it seems like a fun thing to do and if you work at it you can get better so yeah, I think that?
2: when I was about 21 I was like this is all I've ever wanted to do Even though, especially there was a period when I was in 20s in clubs. And I don't really do clubs because it just doesn't vibe with me. I'm too, whatever I am, I don't work that well. (laughs) And I remember just dying on my hole for like a fucking year. And just having to say to myself, well, there's nothing else I want to do. I just have to do this the rest of my life or I just die on my ass. (laughs) (laughs) This will be my life. (laughs) And then thank God that did stop. Um, Yeah. What about you? When did you do it?
3: Yeah, me? I was about No, no, no. twenty one, twenty two, I think. I was like yeah, I was absolutely obsessed with comedy when I was little, you know, sitcoms and stand up and everything. But yeah. I would never have had the confidence as a teenager. But I just got to the point where I'd kinda of thought about it too much to not do it, I think. And like you, like I'd read and listened to so many interviews with comedians where I kind of knew that you just had to suck for fucking ages. So I was like, "Oh, I can do that, you know. Did it once. if
2: the contract was like, would you like to be shit at this thing? Everyone would be like, sure, I'll be (laughs) shit at that thing for a bit. Yeah. yeah. And then actually, then you're not. And then it's
4: all right.
3: I remember that feeling of being like 22 and being really jealous of like people that were my age, but they started when they were like 17. I'm like, oh, this prick's got five years on me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be that shit in in five years. Yeah,
2: yeah. And especially sometimes When you'd show up And do stuff And people would really Underestimate you And you'd be like I actually do know How to hold the microphone <laughs> <laughs> I actually do know That you can't put it Too low. <laughs> it's then... Move the mic Stand out the way And <laughs> yeah. all that that's... Get it out the way So you can move Yeah <laughs> one,
0: one thing I think about Sometimes is though I'm always like Sometimes when I'm Writing this stuff And I'll be I'm always kind of Almost trying to think Back to right What was I like Before I had done this And what was, what, what was um, my, yeah. You know Trying to think like As a non-comedian and in a weird way, like, but like, you're so young and you start, like, and you like, and you, when you've been doing it that long, like, do you still feel like the person you were when you started in some ways, or like,
2: no, I've never not had it in my life, I think. Uh... I've always, I think, really identified with it, and it's always been a part of how I interpret the world. And And also, like, now I know I have ADHD, like every other comedian, but like, <laughs> at the time, it was the only place where I didn't feel uncomfortable a lot of the time like not all the time but like on stage I felt comfortable and I felt able to make the best of myself I don't know so like yeah for me there's no way that I can go okay if I wasn't a comedian well I mean you do think you know you do sort of try to have a lot of empathy and understanding and try not to be like isn't it funny when you're all comedians out there or whatever but at the same Mm. time like I just have to accept that it is what I've always done and like there's been times when I've rebelled against it and tried to stop for a bit or been like, you know, for better or worse, gone, okay, I didn't even try anything else. But like in other ways, like, I'm lucky because I love it and it's my little thing that I've had forever. And I can, you know, you can do it when you're 90 years old. Uh, yeah, you know? it's amazing. And we'll have to because we won't have pensions. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have to be out there. There will be a time, won't there, when there's like 75-year-old comedians like having to trot out. It like,
1: yeah. Unless you've got like a you've well sold a book or something like that, and you're just living off that, I think that's the pension plan for most comedians, <laughs> isn't it? I'm looking forward to this podcast
0: being like a real life version of Still Game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it be so cute!
0: You're on <laughs> tea cake
2: <laughs> Sign up
1: to the Patreon.
2: <laughs> <really>. <laughs> I saw a tweet the other day that said soon old people will be playing computer games and it's very beautiful but yeah, there'll be people yeah. who've been playing computer games their whole lives who are 70
0: yeah you are saying everybody's on. grandparents being alcohol it's like I lost my my granddad to call of duty <laughs> 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 that, was, that was his war that he was in. <laughs> the thing that kills me is
2: like before the pandemic, I was really good at never being on my phone in front of my daughter. When the pandemic hit, it was so stressful and also unmedicated, ADHD in both parents. We were like on our phones more. And yeah. now she just is really aware that I have my phone. And I try not to have it on with her, but like sometimes you just end up yeah. doing it. And it's so depressing. And that is the thing that I think like, fuck me, like in 10, 15 years. Yeah. That's going to be a big thing generationally where lots of kids my parents want to find too much because they couldn't help it kids yeah. are
3: going to be visiting grandparents and it's going to be the grandparents that are on their phone not the <laughs> that's
2: what it's like yeah. I sh- I don't-
0: that may actually explain why they want to be youtubers and tiktokers because they just want their parents to see them <laughs> 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 oh god,
2: oh, god. <laughs> 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 no, but no, my parents. It would be them leaving nasty comments. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: brilliant! Well, listen. I think that I, I, that covers it for uh, for this week's episode. Uh, Josie, thanks so much for joining us. Um, thanks for go, having me. Um, thanks. You. You've got uh, you've, you're on tour in the new year. You're doing ju- uh, the stand in Glasgow in January. I am, oh, yeah, but
2: you know what? It's actually sold out. So oh, nice. but I'm doing um, the Gifnook Eastwood Park theatre. Oh, nice. oh, there we go. That's brilliant. great. Yeah. Well, so that and the, there's tickets the left <laughs> or no <laughs> yeah, sold out. so out. Weirdly, like my my audience in Giffnock isn't as large as my audience in the city centre. <laughs> so I would like to especially extend a hand to the people who run the gluten free bakery in Giffnock to please come to my gig. Yeah, house. sure, hundred
0: percent. And uh, is there anything else you want to plug in? You mentioned the podcast earlier on. Anything else?
2: Um, in June, on June the 1st, I got my book coming out and it's short stories. Go. And I'm so proud of it and I love it. But you can pre order it now. And pre-order. it's this thing where, like, if everyone pre orders it instead of buying it, then the first week it looks like it sold a fuck yeah. ton of yes. copies yes. and makes it seem really good. And then it's really good for it. And that's but, great. And, and Listen, lesson really we'd about.
0: love to get back on it. And by then, I'll read the book and Steve will read half of it. And <laughs> we'll <read laughs> <it. laughs> finish the first half of every short story.
2: <laughs> that's what I would love. If you like, so the, all these stories seem really happy. And I'm like, oh, Oh, don't read the ends. Don't read the fucking twist <laughs> <laughs> Little pop quiz for Mark at the end <laughs> 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 That is cruel that your professor did that to you I, right. I know I fucking knew. Matthew
0: yeah. Crazy. I think he's still there But, there you <laughs> <laughs> sure. but listen uh, Thanks again Josie Thank you so Josie. much before, before we go uh, Just please remember uh, Give us a like Like and subscribe on YouTube uh, Give us a five star review On Apple Podcasts and Spotify And you can follow us At Some Laugh Pod On Instagram TikTok and Twitter and you can also send us an email At sumuffpod at gmail.com But until next time guys, we'll speak to you soon
2: Thank
1: you Cheers.
2: That was very slick, that was good plenty so <laughs> of
0: better ones that
1: <laughs>